Guys, this is Podflix, episode 165. I'm Nish. I'm Paul. I'm Willie. <laughs> what? You okay, buddy? You feel like you sound a little down. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm 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 hanging in there. I uh, I feel a little down. Why am I down? You ask. Ask me why I'm down. Why are you down, Nish? Paul, I need you to ask me too. <laughs> Why are you down, Nish? Guys, I'm down because WandaVision is over. No more WandaVision episodes. But we're going to talk all about WandaVision in either two seconds or a long time, depending on how much Willie is going to ramble about whatever he's going to ramble about. All I said is I have an off topic. And it could be two seconds or five. I don't know. The only all right. Is there two or five seconds? That's right. We're well, doing... We'll we'll find out right now. Ramble away, Willie. What do you got? What do you, what, what do you got for us, guys? Uh, all right, Nish. Name your top three favorite cartoons as a kid. What? Huh? Top three favorite cartoons in the eighties. So when you were a kid, in the eighties, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me think. Uh, Transformers. Yep. Um, He Man. Yep. Well, you're getting uh, warm. You're getting warm. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure what number three. I I feel like I'm forgetting like something obvious. There were weird yeah, ones like you, at different times. You are forgetting. I mean, you're forgetting Voltron, right? Well, there's Voltron. When I was a little kid, there was there was Super Friends, which I watched like a fair amount. I definitely it, watched GoBots. <laughs> See, GoBots was like the ripoff Transformers. It was, but oh oh, Mask. I watched Mask. Mask like, yeah, there was also Ghostbusters, or should I say, the real the Ghostbusters? Real ghost- well, there was both. I watched both of them. I did watch both of them, but I mean the real Ghostbusters. I don't. I don't mean the one with the monkey or the ape or whatever. Something that's been really enjoyable is um, having a nine-year-old son who rolls in and is like, "Hey, Dad, you ever hear of Voltron? Because there's this new thing on Netflix. This was years ago, right? And the other day he comes home, and he's like." Dad, I want to watch this show. Can you help me record Thundercats? And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, see, so forgot all about Thundercats. Yeah. So they have, it was one of my, it, that was definitely one of my jams as a kid. Um, was Thundercats basically a He-Man ripoff? Yeah. Yeah. I never realized that before. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty like direct ripoff. Yeah. It was a he same holds, thing. He holds the sword up. Yeah, and yeah. Scream I, something. I never, and then he changed it. I never put that together. Yeah. So he did have that extra thing, the, the whole sort of omens give me sight beyond sight, mm-hmm. which was always my favorite thing he did. He also didn't have, al- he didn't have the alter ego of Prince Adam. But, no, that's true. Um, and he so, had no cringer. Well, I guess Snarf was cringer. Snarf was cringer, yeah. <laughs> he just never turned into Battle Cat. I always <laughs> really I always look, really look forward to the episodes. This is how my brain works. Uh, I, I always look forward to the episodes where he had to like change quietly. Like he couldn't like scream out the whole thing, but like they still played the regular animation. It's like, how come the bad guys just didn't hear him? He's like 10 feet away. <laughs> He's like behind what? a bush or whatever. What, like when He-Man would like whisper by the power of Grayskull. Well, I was thinking <laughs> more Are you talking of, about Lion-O doing Thundercats? Of, of Lion-O doing Thundercats, yeah. yeah. Thunder, thunder. <laughs> come on, damn it. 
uh no there's they've actually redone it a couple times but now there's like a cartoon network version which is more comedy it's like it's like a a parody of the old thundercats but um trying to find that i'm looking on youtube i can't find thundercats anywhere i had which one did your son want did he want the cartoon the new one? one but i was like I was like, Hey, like you want to see like the version that your dad used to watch. So I pulled up some YouTube videos and he was kind of like into it surprisingly. Cause it is corny. Oh yeah. Um, it is. Oh, totally. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, I bought an episode on Amazon. We watched it. And tonight before bed, he was like, can we watch another episode of Thundercats? I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to spend like two bucks every time you want to watch fucking 1980s Thundercats. Um, but in the last week, they released on Hulu, Paul. The entire thing. All oh, of man. What, I what, still had Hulu. What is all of it, out of curiosity? Like, how many uh, episodes of Thundercats were there, actually? I don't know. but I'm going like, to guess it's, like, two seasons, but, like... F- no, it's five or like six. 69 episodes a season. Like right, back right. Then, I like, see they, that. They oh, went maybe. on forever. Um, I got to say, um, Chitara... Um, they they've drawn her in a. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. I'm just like, holy crap! Like they were showing this to kids. You're talking about the 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 80s. You're talking about our version that we watched. Yeah, I mean, she's drawn like in in a in a way that is definitely meant to elicit some feelings from from young boys. <laughs> well, sure. Um, Mike. My- you're speaking about that. My kid um, you know, watched the new um, DuckTales uh, um, yeah. and like blew through it, really liked it, like blew through it's the whole. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it actually yeah. is really good. Yeah, it and is. And then was like wanted to watch more. So we just put on the old DuckTales, which is also like, and, and she's been watching that. And just today, actually, um, I don't know what where, where she heard this or what made her think of it, but like I'm making dinner and, and she goes, Dad, Dad. I was like, what she goes did ducktales come out in the 80s and i went yeah i used to watch it when i was a kid and and like mind blown she literally said that she was standing on the couch and she goes mind blown and i was just like, <laughs> like yeah we used to so yeah. like, that's that's where it came from <laughs> yeah. who's the bad guy it was the beagle boys and... there were there were a few bad guys there was there, there was, was the beagle boys there were uh there was flintard glomgold Oh yeah. yeah, I loved him. He who's, was great. Who, who's in both of them? Yep. There was uh there was Magica, the the sorceress, the one yeah. with the with the dark hair who would turn into a bird. Yeah, yeah. The uh, other show that, that that always like I felt like went hand in hand was um Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and what was the one with who, Baloo? Who, who's getting um, a new tail, one? Tailspin. Oh, Tailspin. Tailspin, yeah, Tailspin yeah, yeah. was so weird in retrospect. <laughs> Like it was like let's take the characters from Jungle Book and put them into like this weird like half Casablanca homage, <laughs> half like weird smuggling operation. And Shere Khan is like he wears like a suit and he's like the head of a business. Like it was like it's so weird when you think about it. I mean, it's I a watched spinoff. so it's much a spinoff of it. from Ducktales, though, right? It started with <clears throat> Launchpad McQuack into Tailspin, right? I think you might Wait, be right. I, I honestly don't true? remember now. Yeah, I think so. Because Launchpad was... is in Tailspin, yeah, wow. I believe I believe he's doing the first couple episodes. I think it was a Tailspin off. Oh, boo! 
Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> so See, bad. I made it past five seconds with my off topic. You're welcome. Uh, well, I'm not done yet. There was um, when the when the um, Voltron remake came out on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it made me nostalgic, so I went back and, and tried to watch the original show when we were kids. It's terrible. Yeah. And it I, is like it is like blatantly like in in the in the really bad way like super educational. Yeah. It's really so so is yeah. um so's um ThunderCats. Really? In- intentionally they were like they try to put a lesson and it's yeah. a very heavy-handed lesson in every episode. Very heavy. It's like this now we're going to like do teamwork or whatever and it's just like we can solve this problem with teamwork and I'm like oh my god this is the show I used to I thought was so awesome. Yeah, now I hate for your kids to... <laughs> Where's that <Good>. show? <laughs> Finish the rest of this episode without me later. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, I feel like all kinds of like shows were starting to flood into my brain when I was trying to think of like other shows. Like and and I never even got to Thundercats uh in my head when I was like thinking about like well, what else did I watch? But, when was the original Magic School Bus on? Was that the I 80s? don't know. Was that the 80s or was it even earlier? I don't know. It was probably the 80s, right? Like it, it doesn't seem old enough seeming to be like the 70s. As old as it does seem, I, I feel like it probably was the 80s. Never never watched it. It was probably 70s. Yeah, it could have been. No, I don't think Lily Tomlin's old enough. <laughs> right, good point. To have but been was on she, that show in the 70s. But was she always... What's her name? Miss Frizzle? Yeah, yeah. Or did she like become it later? No, she totally was. Because that's another show, the remake my kid blew through. And then we went back and watched the original ones. Ah, there we go. All these cartoons from the 80s. Like, you know, the remakes. The one thing I noticed, the biggest difference is the original ones. No female characters. (laughs) Right. Which is like, oh, man, there's no girls in any of these shows. Yep. And apparently, if they're if they are, they're they're drawn it away. What um with Voltron, like how early in Voltron did they switch out? Sven, Sven. was that who it's was? The, yes, it's the first episode. It is the first episode, right? Like yeah. it's it's only Sven in the very beginning, and then it's the princess. Yeah, there's like a two parter first episode, and then like he gets like bit by the snake or whatever, and it seems like like he goes out like. Like Real it looks quick. like he's like looking for workman's comp because he is just like oh, I got bit by a snake. I gotta go. Sorry, <laughs> never to return, never to come back again. <laughs> Where's Sven? Where's Sven? Long term disability. <laughs> he's like, man, I don't want to be one of the feet. I'm out of here. <laughs> he was originally the head, and then Keith had to replace him. Um, Pidge was, was a girl, right? What? Oh no. yeah, no, Pidge what? was a girl. Right? I, I always thought Pidge was a girl, but then I never was quite sure. I, I don't think, think Pidge was a girl. Well, I think Pidge was a was a boy, but like might in the have been... new cartoons, they they um, relate to you that it's a girl yeah. that is that is dressed as a boy to escape some nefarious plot. It's a Mulan situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. Now, whether that was original or rewritten, who knows? I have no idea. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, it was and. An asexual androgynous character. That's right. I mean, Pidge was voiced in the original thing by the same guy who voiced Keith. So, voiced yeah, by a guy. That, but that doesn't, doesn't mean much either. No, it doesn't. 
I'm always surprised um, when I go back and never see some of those things at just how whiny the voices are sometimes oh of like yeah. of like people who I like liked and thought were fine. Mm-hmm. Like I remember feeling that way about Leonardo on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like whenever I go back and watch it, it's like, man, Leonardo sounds really whiny, and I never remembered thinking that. Really? Uh, yeah. Because the sucks. same guy, right? I think I think. Because I remember like thinking this is that I think it's the same voice as uh have you seen Akira? No. He's so the the guy who voices Leonardo does like the the English language version of Akira. He's one of the main characters. And he's way he's even whinier in that. But I definitely remember watching it like when I was uh, a teenager probably and being like, This sounds like Leonardo like the whole time. <laughs> now when my kid watches like all these animated shows, like the overlap in, in voice acting is very very high and like i'll be listening from the other room and i'll be like oh are you watching so and so she's like no i'm watching this other thing he's like oh that's mm. the same voice and she's always like no it's not and i'm like yeah 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 it's clearly the same that happened to me <laughs> like like i feel like i got in a big argument with with uh oscar one day over like me arguing that captain turbot and mayor humdinger and paw patrol were really the same person i was like they're the same person oscar i was like he, he just changes his voice a little bit like like it really sounds the same He's, I like, mean, I, he's like, he's like, I don't hear it. <laughs> if you go back old Disney, like basically the old Robin Hood and the Aristocats is the same cast. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And they Robin, use a lot of the Robin same. Hood they use a lot of the same name? music too. They yeah. just recycle. It's like, man, I don't. Yeah. I think Robin Hood was second actually, which is surprising. They came out really close to each other, right? Like they were yeah. both like late sixties, early seventies, or like maybe even mid to mid seventies. I love Robin Hood as a kid, and that holds yeah. up. Still good. Yeah, I like Robin Hood. Like to, to those movies, I imagine they have a lot of recycled animation in those movies. Probably. You know, yeah. Like the Flint, Flintstone running style thing. Yeah. Yeah. The background's all the same. I mean, animation. the earlier ones had less, actually. Like, I remember watching Lady and the Tramp with uh, my kids and being like, this animation, like, it's it's old looking, but it's, like, fairly detailed and, like, like no, very but, well done. Yeah, you're right. But then Disney did have, like, a cheap period that they went yeah. into for a while. Yeah, Right. Exactly. And, and that's, like, it was smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah, it's it's basically like the like mid 60s to like early 80s is like their their cheap period. I think they were putting a lot of stuff out. The Disney Channel had launched and they were putting a lot of stuff out on TV and just churning it fast. Yeah. Yep. that's true. That that rooster, though, the drawing of the rooster and Robin Hood is what jumps out like that's unbelievable. I um, why did this come why, why did this come back to my head going way back to what we were talking about before which was the new ducktales um was i was aware of most of the voice cast of mm-hmm. the new ducktales but i was not aware that gizmo duck was voiced by lin-manuel miranda <laughs> oh i didn't know he's, that he's he's the voice of fenton crackshell <laughs> or oh. fenton fenton crackshell cabrera in the new one which i assume is a is a tongue-in-cheek nod to lin-manuel miranda <laughs> I guess I haven't I, I haven't seen any episodes with him in it. So yeah, yeah, I hadn't either. And then I saw one the other day, um, and was like, "This guy sounds familiar, but not quite." And I can't place my finger on it. And then even after I saw it was Lin Manuel Miranda, so like it was kind of like, "Okay, kinda, I, I kinda hear it." Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I uh, I forgot. To, we were talking about kid stuff. Um, my kid asked to watch Star Wars last week. Dope. The original, like like a New Hope. Yeah. And um, so I was like, uh, I don't know if she's going to be able to do this because like she has she doesn't like intense 
stuff. Like there's a lot of intense stuff she, she can't watch. Starts pretty intense. Yeah. So we're watching it and she's like, and, and, and as soon as I put it on, she's like, oh man. She's like, Darth Vader's my favorite. I love Darth Vader. And like, <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. And um, we start watching it and it's the, you know, the opening scene with the, like the blockade runner when they're breaching the door and coming through and she looks at me and she goes, this is all pretend, right? Like, and I'm like, yes, this is all pretend. Like this, those are like pretend shots and like, they're not really dying. They're just falling over. And it gets to the scene where, you know, Vader's choking that guy out. He's like holding him up and, and I find your lack of faith disturbing. No, no, no. Before oh, that, oh, he's, before he's that like, in the early part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it, like, where, it. you know, you know, what have you done with these plans? Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Amelia just turns to me like ashen faced and goes, wait, is, is Darth Vader a bad guy? <laughs> he's the bad guy. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. So I, we made how it did, as far. How did she know Darth Vader? Like to say that Darth Vader was her favorite. Like what did she, what did she know of Darth Vader? I mean, he's just like in pop culture. Sure. Like, okay. That's, that's, that's what I was wondering. So it was just like, she just knew that it's like, she knew what he looked like and maybe sounded yeah. like to a degree. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. he looks cool. Right. You know, which he does. Yeah. Which he does. <laughs> um, and we, we made it as far as that's no moon. And then she asked me if we could turn it off um that's a decent amount of time though she made it, it a is, fair amount the, there was a few moments i had to I, I had to cover her eyes for the skeletons of course um i, I did that with my kids too yeah i opted to cover her eyes when the interrogation droid comes in yes um and there might have been one other time but otherwise yeah that was that was about it she had a lot of questions about why uh hot han solo shot that green guy as she put it would she would she have been freaked out by the uh, trash compactor monster? Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I that 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 was the scene I spent the the whole time kind of like thinking, like, thinking gonna, ahead to. How like, am I going to navigate this scene? I might just have to hit the fast forward button right, on this. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll give it a try again in a little while and see yeah, how she feels. That's, that's not too bad. My kids are fine with it. I just haven't been able to get them to watch a New Hope all the way through because like they get bored kind of like, like when it gets talky and, and I feel like maybe it's just like the old aesthetic slightly like they were like Oscar has seen like, like he's watched force awakens and last Jedi. I don't think he's seen rise of Skywalker, but, but he watched both of those. So he like knows all those people like fairly well. And he knows Luke Skywalker because they're, he's in last Jedi, but has he, has he seen any of the original trilogy? You probably no. are you waiting to show them all in order. Yeah, so I, I tried to show him. I think I might have showed him like a scene from Empire Strikes Back at one point. Like I think like it might have been like when they get to Cloud City or something like that because it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And so like I wanted to get to the point where they walk into the dinner and Darth Vader's right there because it's like right. Darth Vader. So I think we like watched those like five minutes basically. But that also meant we had to sit through the scene where Han is getting tortured off camera. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the, the torture scene like is coming up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um. So yeah, I just yeah he he like it kind of like flew over his head a little bit. He asked why he was yelling, and I was just like, well, I was like they're I was like they're they're like trying to they're like being mean to him to like try to get him to like tell him tell them stuff. He, he seemed to get by that. And then when he came in and was like, you know, the whole like, he's like, they didn't even ask me any questions or whatever. Like, he didn't really ask anything or say anything. Like, he was just like, fine. Like, he was just waiting to get to the next thing. 
Right. I think I, I, I might pick it up for, I might see if she'll watch it and just pick it up from the point where they leave the Death Star. Yeah. And, and you know, so they have to like, they have the shootout in space and then they have the finale. And, and then they have the finale. Right. Right. She could probably handle all that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> She's are a kid. Are you going to explain what happened to Obi-Wan? <laughs> nope. <laughs> when, when his, when his voice just comes out of nowhere. Like, she's like, like yeah, she won't, she yeah. won't remember it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, she like she watches like so much stuff with like magic, like you know, she watches like My Little Pony and stuff like that, and, and yeah. like so many of the shows she watches is magic. Like, if something yeah. magical happens in a movie, it just rolls right off her. It's no, like, it's yeah, true. of course, magic happens, yeah. right? And that's all you'd really have to say. It's like, well, he's a Jedi, right? So he's like, he's using his magic to like talk yeah, to he's him. He's got magic. He's, yeah. <laughs> we'll skip the scene where he gets deflated. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one thing is that it's certainly not a. Like you could show that scene and just be like, "Hey, he disappeared, and now no one knows where he is." It's like, it's- I mean, I I will admit, when I was a kid watching that, yeah, no um, idea scene, what happened. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it wasn't clear to me that he had died. No, absolutely not. And like, why? Like, and there were, and, and looking back on it, it's like I kind of have no reason to believe he died. Like, he keeps talking <laughs> after right. he dies. And like, <laughs> right. I and- I always thought he died, but uh, uh, like my sole cue from that was the way that Luke reacted. Like it was nothing. Like right. there was there was really nothing else yeah. to indicate that. Okay, <laughs> all right. That was a good five seconds. Yep, that was a good five seconds. All right, let's get let's get to the main event. We are uh, gathered here today to talk about <laughs> to talk about Marvel Studios Wandavision, which was their is their first foray uh, into uh, into streaming tv shows that are actually done by marvel studios itself rather than the television division that they used to have so these are i was gonna say you need so many qualifiers to explain what this is their first foray into (laughs) i know i agree i agree but put it this way it's the first tv show they did that basically has the actual like movie stars and the movie level production to go with it i mean i would go further than that i would say this is the first tv show they did that's definitely in the mcu right well yeah that's true as, as fact, opposed to as opposed to like kind of in the MCU in the way that like the MCU may or may not affect those other shows, but they certainly didn't affect it. Right. And <laughs> and this and and this series actually directly like contradicts what happens in, in at least in Agents of Shield in in some of the seasons. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um but no, I don't think I, 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 only saw I don't a think bit. I, I don't think Agents of Shield or any of the Netflix shows, I don't think are considered are, are, are considered canon anymore for the MCU. Yeah. Like I can wouldn't I be surprised a, if we see like a new Daredevil and stuff recast yeah. with no mention of that. Can I ask a Marvel question as a whole? Sure. Hmm. Why did they want me to watch all of the credits so much? <laughs> a lot of people worked hard on this show. But yeah, I I I mean, I mean the serious que- answer for the credits, right, is that this was basically movie quality production if you think of like think of how long the credits on a on a marvel movie are they're about this long basically i mean especially they're, they're especially if you cut out the all the dubbing part which you know you don't have in movies um you know they're so all this stuff all these easter eggs are just a thank you to everybody that that helped make this movie tv show which easter eggs what, yeah what easter eggs do you mean the stuff at the end of the fucking credits on every movie and now every episode that they put out, I got to sit through 20 minutes of credits to get to that. Oh, you're saying five why do they put th- post-credit oh, sequences up in general? 
it's literally every movie and now almost every episode. Like, it was only the last three episodes. <laughs> let's 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 be clear. It was only episode Sorry. seven, eight, and nine. I mean, that, I that think thirty three percent of the episodes. There we go. There, but we go. it's like every movie. Honestly, yeah. I I think I don't know. There may someone may have given an official answer at some point. I think the answer is they did it on Iron Man, and like people kind of loved it, and people people they, lost their shit over it, right? And they kind of backwards fell into this as like, oh, this is our thing now. Like, I don't think they said like for the MCU, this is going to be our thing, and we're going to put post credit sequences up after every movie. I think they just. They did it for whatever random reason that like that happens sometimes. There's other movies that have it like they didn't invent this. Right. So they did it for whatever reason they normally do it. And it works so well. They're like, hmm, you know what? We should keep doing these. And next thing you know, it's like, well, now we're kind of doing them. Right. It, and, and, and that kind of shows. Right. Because it's like there are definitely some Marvel movies where it's like this didn't really need to have a post credits <laughs> scene. But like they have it anyway. And then there are ones that are very useful and good. Right. And I think. And now, and I think the the way the MCU is, I think it makes a lot of sense to do them now because I agree. It's basically like another scene for people who care about the greater MCU. And if you don't, like you've checked out at the credits, and it's fine. Like, if, like you know, if you just, I can't imagine the person who just sat down and watched WandaVision without watching the rest of it. But let's assume that person exists. Um, <laughs> like, if they miss the post credit sequence, like it's not a big deal. Like, it's fine or like if you watch if you sit down and watch the spider-man movie and miss and and don't know there's an end credit sequence and don't watch it like it's fine you watch you watch the spider-man movie and you're probably happy right uh, so in that sense like it does kind of make sense there's a small number like there aren't actually that many marvel movies where you kind of like have to watch the credits like it's it's a big help but it's like like in the avengers for instance like that's a pretty quote-unquote important first post-credit sequence at least the first one not not the shawarma one, but I was gonna like, say. yeah, no, but the you know, it's it's the reveal of who the big bad is basically for the entire like first three phases of of Marvel. But you need to you didn't need to see that like like right. they introduce him properly later on. The right. only and one I can think of off the top of my head, which seems kind of important, is the last the one from Spider-Man Far From Home, which I mean, I like I, I assume they're going to like rehash that in the new Spider-Man, but like that's a pretty big development that happens in the post-credit sequence of that particular movie, which I guess I'm not going to spoil because. Well, that's going to be its own show, too. So. Oh, wait, of course I can spoil. We fucking did that movie. I forgot. Oh, I forgot yeah. that we watched, we watched this movie for the show and reviewed it. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, like that's the only one where it's like, you know, since he's, you know, it, it does the not so much the J.K. Simmons reveal, but like the thing that. Basically, they out him. They dox Peter Parker, so to speak, at the end. At the end of that, right? Um, and I think, and I think they learned to your point, Willie, about like, do we have to watch all the credits? I forget at which point, but at some point, they switched and basically started doing them with the mid credit point. Yeah, mid credits. So, so you like you got to see the. I don't know what I, there's probably an industry term for it. I don't know. You get to see the fancy credits, and then they do the scene, and then they do like just the regular scroll the regular credits. scroll credits. And in this, they like at the in in the last episode, right of Wandavision, they had two post credit sequences. The first one was at the end of the fancy credits. The second one was at the end of the regular credits. But before the silent, like here's who dubbed the voices in Portuguese and like all that stuff, right? Thank God, because I wasn't going to sit through that. I mean, I didn't sit through it. I fast forwarded, but. You get the point. <laughs> All right. Now that we've really dissected the credits, let's let's go back and actually talk about <laughs> WandaVision. So, uh, I mean, 
this is true of every episode we do, basically. But I think it's worth noting specifically for this is that we're obviously going to spoil everything that happens in this. So if by any chance you're listening to this and are, you know, not quite caught up on the last few episodes, you know, you have fair warning. So um, there are a couple places we can start with this. I don't know that we need to give a. Do we need to give a synopsis, a quick synopsis of what the premise for this is? It's it's hard to explain the premise for this because you don't really know what the premise really is until a few episodes in. Like right. the first, like it's, it's you know, it's a bit of a mystery box show for a little while before they kind of, you know, expand out and kind of tell you what actually happened. So let's start by saying um, there are a few things to ask about this. I, I guess the first thing I want to know, which kind of gets back to the beginning, was... Before this show started, based on what you had heard about it and I guess the trailers that you had seen, what were your thoughts going in on like what you were expecting or how it was going to be or anything like that? I had no clue. No clue. I was like, what the what? I was going to watch it no matter what and try and keep my expectations low because the trailers were all over the place. That's funny because my expectations are actually pretty high. Insofar as I have been promised, like, this is something, like, weird and different and kind of crazy. Um, And, like, I didn't know how hard they were going to do that. Like, are they going to do big budget studio version of Wild and Crazy? Or, like, something actually Wild and Crazy, if if the difference makes sense. Um, And, you know, I think think they did the actual, like, kind of crazy thing in this. which so you know my expectations yeah like yeah they were pretty high and you know they were pretty much met i know not not everybody was down with that premise but i liked it it worked for me i think everybody was kind of really down with it once we got six seven episodes in the real kind of like make or break was the last three episodes right probably i mean so i'll I'll, let me let me answer my own question first and then kind of get 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 more into what you were just saying so i was probably like i guess what i would say is the very first time i heard that this show was going to you know when they made the first announcement of i think it was uh this falcon and the winter soldier hawkeye and loki i think were the first four shows that they kind of announced all at once were going to be on disney plus and this was like a good year ago or so maybe or probably more than that um that they announced it and i remember hearing the show and being like this <laughs> like this sounds really weird and that's a really dumb name. Like, like that's, you know, yeah. and, and, and like all we knew about it was that it was like this screwball comedy, like, like that starring the two of them was kind of the way that it was pitched. I remember initially. And I was like, okay, like it's weird, really weird. And then as I started to hear more about it, it started sounding much more interesting. And then when I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, this seems really cool. Like for me, I, we, we spent a long time talking about what cartoons we we watched when we were kids. I watched a lot of Nick at Night as a kid. Um, and so I like watched a lot of like Dick Van Dyke show and Bewitched and like and like dumb shows, too, that were always on in Nick at Night, like Dobie Gillis and like My Three Sons and shit like oh, that. God, so much of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like like all that stuff. So it's like I one feel like it's like I have a lot of like nostalgia, even like when it wasn't something I liked. It was like just something that was there all the time when I was a kid. And like, you know, that's not even to say it's like, of course, I watched the Brady Bunch and Family Ties and Full House and like all those things as well. But like I watched a lot of those shows and like I also felt like I was like 
when I when I real when I saw the um, trailers and it was like, oh, they're like actually doing a lot of this black and white, like old style show kind of stuff. It was like, I know these shows fairly well. Like, it's like I, I feel like, you know, I mean, anybody probably does to some extent, even if they don't know they do like know like the tropes of like old sitcoms just because they're so like wired into like a lot of what we watch. But that that did make me excited. And, and I would say I felt very similar to what you said, Paul, where it was like wow, like, like this could be like, this feels like this could be very, very different in a very interesting way from what Marvel kind of usually does. So, so yeah, like I, I definitely felt like it was like, that was kind of interesting and I was very excited. I don't know how you guys felt. I was very excited at the idea and, and spoiler alert, I think they really pulled this off is that taking two characters who really should have gotten a lot more to do up to this point, but like really were neglected and un- I understand why they were neglected. Like you can only pay attention to so many characters at once. And they obviously had their main people who they were going to be paying attention to. And Wanda and vision were not two of those characters, but like they are such powerful characters overall, like, like, like literally powerful um, that it seemed kind of weird that they were so like backseated most of the time. Like, and it was weird. Cause like when Wanda was on screen in, a lot of the old, you know, in up to this point in the movies, they made kind of a big deal at times about how powerful she was. Like basically every, like in, in every movie she was in, right? Like it's like in age of Ultron in civil war in Avengers infinity war and in Avengers Endgame at the very end when she comes back, which they talk about in WandaVision. Like it's like in all of those, she gets like huge moments basically. And, I mean, she almost kills Thanos. On right, her own. right, exactly. And it, but it's like for all of that, like you don't actually get a lot of of her. Which I yeah. mean, Paul, you you can probably second this because you did kind of a whole rewatch related to, well, not not related to Scarlet Witch, but it kind of ended up having a lot of her in it. Yeah, because I re- <laughs> I did a yeah an Iron Man MCU rewatch, so that happened to have all the all of her appearances, all the Wanda episodes. The thing that yeah, and the thing that I'm glad they gave some time to also is like their relationship, which like in the movies like completely comes out of nowhere, right? And you're just like, oh, okay, like I guess these two people are just kind of paired off now, and that's just kind of what it is. Um, and so I I liked it that they. They didn't do a lot, but they gave a little bit. At least they filled in a little bit of like, oh, you can now you can kind of see how these two characters come together a little bit more, uh, which is good because that was that's really really thin in the movies, right? Um, like he just, especially in like Civil War and stuff, he just kind of comes across as like the creepy neighbor who has boundary issues, um, and you know I don't know if she has Stockholm syndrome or what, but like like. Then in in WandaVision, they fill that out a little more. It's like, okay, you can see how they kind of, you know, bond and like kind of find each other. And it makes it makes more sense. Right, right. I mean, in in the in the actual backstory, you really still only have one scene of that. But it's a pretty powerful scene and a pretty well done scene, I would say. The the flashback scene of the two of them um, after Pietro has died, basically, yeah. when, when when they're sitting in on her bed or whatever watching what are they watching? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember now. I don't remember. But yeah. but but you need that because all you really get in the previous right. movies is them like kind of flirty or like at the beginnings of a relationship and then like then you get the the um not uh, the infinity war stuff where the they're suddenly like they're, they're like, like going they're to like Scotland full for, into a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it's like whoa uh, and you've kind of skipped yeah. 
yeah. you skipped forward a lot, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They were both so good. Like, so, so good. They, w- they were. I feel like um, I was going to maybe talk about plot first, but let's actually talk about acting before we get to the plot, since you're mentioning it. I mean, so, I think it's important because in the grand scheme of things, the plot hops around quite a bit. And it does. Both of them are gifted actors to be able to hop from essentially one genre or or time period to the next so seamlessly. Elizabeth Olsen has like tremendous range in this show. She does. Yeah, she does. She really does a terrific job. And like she has to like fall in and out of so many things like one. There is like the different personas she takes on with each episode, which are like, you know, some of them are a little similar, but they're also they can be like quite different. Like, you know, in terms of uh, she does a really good job, especially, I think, like um, moving between like the old like 50s, 60s sitcoms, like into like the like into like the Malcolm in the middle slash like modern family ones in like the last couple of episodes, mm-hmm. um, which which like fit her very well. I think like the like the like speaking to the confessional kind of kind of thing that, you know, that they do in the last couple episodes. Um, and then also like within those episodes, she does a really good job, I think, selling those moments when she falls out of the artifice into like her real self. Like they obviously like one of the things is like uh like in the third episode, the when 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 Monica asks her about the uh you know, like when she mentions Pietro and Monica says, you know, how she was killed by Ultron and like everything kind of like flips. Like that's the first time when like in the show, I think, where everything becomes like very real, uh, for like for like a minute or so. Um, and she does a really good job there, I think, of like it's it's like a complete sea change of like who she is in that moment. Yeah. She does she 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 does do a good job there. Like you said, a lot of fast switching. Um, I, I do have a quick plot question about that. I know before we get back to Paul Bettany, is she pretending or has she like cast a spell on herself too? Um, like when she's in WandaVision mode, is that pure? Like is, is, is she just pretending to fit in with, with the area around her or is she either cast a spell on herself or I guess had some kind of psychological episode where she's, where she's in it too, because she seems to snap out of it in the same way the other people do. Um, and, 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 and I'm not sure what's going on there, I guess. It's, it's hard to say, right? Because it's like, you can also go back to like, like, obviously when she, when the, uh, when she comes out, I, I can't even remember which episode this is, but like the episode where she actually like comes out of the hex for the first time and talks right. like in her Sokovian accent to like uh, to uh, director Hayward and everybody else and tells him basically to butt out. Um, like she's obviously knows what she's doing there. Like she obviously is like very clear that she's like, this is my world. Like I'm coming out of it now to talk to you for real. And I'm going back into my world. But like in the first episode, like she seems just as clueless as as like vision does about like the fact that they have no backstory like like when when they're at the dinner table and uh and what's her, the boss is like asking them all about like you know where'd you guys meet like well and like vision can't remember which obviously makes sense but like neither can she like she like she's not like making up a story like she's also like um uh like she seems just as confused as he does so it's right. yeah, it's interesting, and I wonder in light of what you learn later, if like if it's possible that Agatha has anything to do with that. 
Like, is that oh, is that a possibility that she's like somewhat helping her sort of be not quite knowing what's going on? Could be. Or is it just inconsistent writing, which is which is a possibility. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, is, is it just that she's written to satisfy the demands of what's going on at that point? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, um, Catherine Hahn is is awesome in this. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to see her anymore, but I hope we do because they left it open, right? They, they, yeah, they, 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 they left it open. You, you definitely know where she is and they and they kind of. Yeah, I would think that we will see her again, if only because like as plotted out as Marvel stuff is, I don't know that it's so plotted out that they can't like make allowances. And I feel like Catherine Hahn was such a breakout star of the show that it would be insane for them to not like use her again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be crazy for her to just be a one-off, I, I think, personally. Yeah, they got to bring her back for something. Yeah, yeah. No, she was she was absolutely fantastic. Um, Especially, I'd say, like, like, it's great when she, like, turns around, but, like, especially in, like, the early episodes, I feel like for those people who were, like, there's nothing going on here, which I wasn't one of them, but, you know, I, I understand to some degree why someone might feel that way. Like, I feel like she was really what kept things going in those early episodes to some extent. Like she had like a real spark while everyone else was like kind of trying to figure out what was going on sort of, you know, while Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany's characters were trying to figure out what was going on. Right. And she, and her character also kept things going on too, because yes. like whenever there would be a plot stumble or, or a potential issue, right. she, was, she would show up with the, either the catalyst or the solution uh, yes. as needed. Yeah. Which in retrospect, you know, makes a lot of sense. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I do wish that Herb had gotten a bigger payoff because I actually really like him as as like that neighbor, um, and he you see him a lot in the first few episodes, and then like he kind of disappears and nothing ever like comes of his character. Right, right. There's a little bit of that with some of the other uh, neighbors as well, which I guess we can get to in a second. But let's talk about Paul Bettany real quick, the the last of the main three characters. Um, one thing like that I really appreciated i mean i've you know i've always thought i think paul, that paul bettany's a pretty good actor like in other stuff i've seen him in uh and everything but it was really nice to see him get to stretch here to some degree i mean he's you know obviously he's still vision and like that's like a certain kind of character and all that but like like i thought personally just it didn't necessarily have much to do with the plot but just purely on a scene level the magic show that they do in the end of the second episode was one of the funnier, like it was so well done and he's so good in it. Uh, like he, he plays that, that entire scene like so well. And it wasn't something that I really knew that he could do in all honesty, like that yeah. kind of like screwball comedy. Yeah. Those, those opening episodes where he's like, where he's like, I don't know where he's being the sort vision, of like, yeah. looks like a person. Yeah. Um, like those are those are his best parts, I think, in the series. Yeah, um, which you know he does less of as the series goes on. But right, um, he's, he's more just himself, basically. It, yeah, but I re- I really like he's like really like funny and charming in those in those first few episodes for sure. So let's talk about really quickly. Um, let's talk about the plot, and then we'll return to like the other like secondary characters, basically in 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 the show. So the plot, and I don't mean in the order, because like you said, Willie, like this show 
reveals the plot in kind of a weird way, right? It, it's like, especially the first few episodes, it's a much more of like, what is going on? There's like a thing here, a thing there to let you know that all is not well. And then it's really about that. episode four on that the plot really kind of picks up and you get a sense of what's happening. I think you get a sense. I don't think you understood what happened until like... Well, episode, episode it, eight. It's not until episode eight. Right? Like, yeah, that, yeah, that you really piece together everything that happened. But you at least, once they take you outside of the hex and you see what's going on in the sword base and all that sort of stuff, then at least at that point you have a sense of like where the story might be going. Right. You have you have sort of like normal characters in like the normal world to interact with to kind of figure out kind of what they're trying to do, all that sort of thing. So, so I guess a, a question is like, what did you guys feel about? I guess in the end, what what did you feel about where the plot went? You know, basically, like like what what the story was actually about, and that and when I say plot, I don't just mean sort of like moving pieces around and like what it means for the MCU. I, I include like the emotional heft of the plot, which is most of the plot in this case. I, I think that that was a big piece of what was involved here. Are we, we're including this series finale. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't landed how I, on how I feel. I think I need to watch it one or two more times. The final episode, I was into this shit. The first seven episodes, seven episodes, eight didn't land. It was the first episode that didn't quite land with me in the same way. And nine was better, but I still don't think it landed. Yeah, well, it's not it really did like kind of, the way it wrapped up, I guess, is the bottom line. I mean, the last episode did kind of fall into the typical third act MCU CGI punch fest a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um I I mean, overall, I, I liked the plot. I like I liked the little surprises with like, you know, where vision came from and all that and all that stuff. Um, like those, like, because you do kind of figure it out pretty quickly. What's, you know, the, the overarching thing, you know, it, you know, Wanda did this because of her grief over vision and it turns out like, yep, that's, that is what happened. Um, but a lot of the details have a little twist on them, which I like the, the one issue that I have is, um, that she basically like kidnaps and tortures this whole town of people for, we're not even sure how long it is. Um, and so far she's kind of like not interested in atoning for that or doing anything about it. Like I, I, I honestly, like I thought at the end she was going to like go turn herself in and she flies away instead. Um, so I hope they pick that up in some way, shape or form. I hope that doesn't just get dropped and, and she's just like, oh yeah, there's like this whole town that she just terrorized for some unknown amount of time. Yeah. I, I have faith. I think that they will. I, I I really think they have to, because like you said, like while while obviously we sympathize with Wanda, I mean, one, just because she went through a tremendous amount of trauma and you can understand why she felt the way she did. And two, because she's the heroine of the show, like, but is she? it's like that's the question, right? And this well, is like, there's so much debate about, like, who is the bad guy in this show? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but 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 I guess when I say heroine, I mean that she's 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 the ostensible protagonist of the show, right? She is the person we followed through the show and she's certainly not like an anti-hero like like tony soprano or something like that like she's not someone who is like outright bad and we're watching the whole time be bad but 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 i do think that like what you're saying is right paul that it's like they can't just sweep under the rug what she did like that that, that would be a dis that would serve the mcu very badly if they if they did that if they more or less never address this again in any way 
And it would be weird too, because one, or not not even one, like I feel like things Wanda has done specifically have been major like impetuses, like the biggest one obviously being the Sokovia Accords, mm-hmm. which which like obviously Sokovia was a big part of that, but like the you know, the thing that happens in Lagos in the beginning of Civil War is like kind of the inciting thing that 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 forces the Sokovia Accords. Yep. And it, so it's all beca- like Marvel's done a generally good job of not shying away from like what the consequences would be of those kinds of things. And right. given that they just made this whole show about this, I would be very surprised if they did not address that in the future. Like I would I would have to imagine a number of the Avengers, whoever's left would have severe problems with what she did. I think she's turning heel. I don't know if she's, yeah, she could be. I, I, I don't think like heel, like she's really going to be a bad guy, but I think she's going to be someone who has to be stopped at some point in some ways. I mean, I, I think that second post credit <laughs> sequence probably shows that to some degree. I just had a crazy idea that she would, she would, the way they're going to, we don't have to keep talking about this, but the, the way they're going to integrate the X-Men into the MCU is she's going to pull a reverse House of M. And, Could be, right? I, and create, create mutants. I, I think I've seen that mentioned as, as, really? a, as a possible thing. Yeah, as like people theorizing, which actually brings me to another question. Um, did you guys interact at all with all the fan theorizing that was going on during the show? No. You did, yeah, I, I assume that was going to be the answer, that Willie did and Paul did not. Um which this is something that was interesting about the show in, in, in that they dripped it out one week at a time. And maybe it's just the point in time we're at now. But um, I mean, this used to happen with Lost and everybody was on Facebook or blogs or whatever. But man, it seems like the volume of communication and fan theories about this on Reddit was just like off the charts. Yeah. Well, it kind of had to be right. Like like this. I know this would have been the show everybody in my office was talking about if they were in the office, right? So you right. have, if you want to have these discussions now, you have to have them online. Right. There's no other place to have them right now. Yeah. I do think it ended up being, I mean, you can't say it's an issue because obviously if you're putting out a show, this is what you want, right? Like you'd love to, to be the show that everyone is discussing and wondering about and all that. It's like, you know, it couldn't have worked out better that way. But I do feel like there were a lot of people who were probably disappointed by how straightforward the ending was like people were expecting all kinds of weird shit to happen from like theories that were going around in there. Like everyone was convinced that like Mephisto would be there or that like that aerospace engineer who she kept talking about was Reed Richards Reed and Richards, like yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's like in the end, like if this had been a movie or if it had been dropped all at once, Netflix style, like no one, like I wonder if there would have been that same level of disappointment or if it was that, everybody had week like had a week to pour over every single episode the way it, like I think lost is a really good analog to that Willie like you were saying because like that's absolutely what we did with lost uh when you were watching it week by week is that you know every little clue every little thing that was put in there you're like looking over and in retrospect like they put a lot of Easter eggs in the show but quite a few of them were were just Easter eggs like there were references to like a lot of Scarlet Witch comic stuff. But a lot of that didn't come into play with the with the exception of Agatha Harkness. Like a lot of it really were just Easter eggs as far as we know. I mean, maybe something could happen down the road. But like in the show, a lot of it was just kind of cute nods to like, yeah, like, you know, if you know the Scarlet Witch, it's like comic history. Like, here's a fun little thing that we're going to put in here. All right. So if we're going to talk about that, can we talk about fake Pietro? 
Yes, I, I I think we should talk about fake Pietro, and there are a couple of other things. One of which I mentioned, which was uh, uh, now I don't even remember what it was, but it was something. <laughs> I, have, I have a plot. I have a plot question that maybe I just missed it because it happened quickly. But uh, Jimmy Woo gets a phone somehow it's unlocked and can call somebody and um, says, I need you here like within an hour. Yeah. I, I didn't see who showed up. It was the FBI. Oh, the FBI. Yeah. When, when the FBI comes at the end and arrests everybody, like, like when the hex is dissolved. Yeah. See, they kept kind of poking to, towards like something, something weird or different is going to happen now. And well, he had just said like, I've called, I called yeah. my office and I'll be here within an hour. And then he actually calls his office like, I need you here in an hour. An hour and I just right, basically right. promised somebody that they're going to, that I'm yeah. coming to arrest that them. one. That one didn't irk me at all, but there were a few things like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that some people may have been disappointed in, in the finale, in terms of like their theories, not coming true or, or being more mundane than what they thought the explanations were just like, you know, their issue kind of with like, well, you were like overanalyzing things a little bit. Like this isn't actually like disappointing unless you really thought these weird things were going to happen. But there were definitely a few things that they did in the show that like explicitly pointed at something like happening that like didn't happen. Like I feel like, like, like an example, which is a less big example than Pietro, which we'll talk about is like, I feel like there were one or two times when they kind of, really implied that Dottie was important in some way to the show. Yes. Uh, like, first Agreed. of all, like, you know, the, the casting to some degree, right? She's she's sort of besides Catherine Hahn, like, I get, well, I guess there's the hearts, right? There's there's Kitty from uh, from that 70s show and, and her husband, who we've seen in a whole bunch of movies. But, like, otherwise, like, a lot of the people who are the townspeople are kind of somewhat anonymous. Like, you've maybe seen them somewhere, but not really. And then there's right, Emma Caulfield, who's like, you know, a yeah. Buffy vet. Like, you know, a- anyone who's like a, you know, a certain kind of nerd knows who that is immediately. And right. I mean, I, I saw her and I was like, oh, she's going to have a big part in this because right. and, I know and, who she is. Right. And then they cemented that with, and people noted this early on, which is that in episode four, the, the, the sword, the first outside the hex episode, when they're trying to figure out who all the people really are and they're getting the driver's licenses, the only two who are not on their wall are Agnes and Dottie. Mm. And everybody kind of thought at this point that Agnes was going to end up being Agatha Harkness. So then it was like, well, who's Dottie? And it turned out Dottie was nobody, just some girl who had a daughter or just some woman who had a daughter she wanted to see. As far as we know, I mean, I guess there's always a chance that they come back and you find out she's someone else. But I think this is the problem. It's like, um, in the end, I might like the series a lot more if this is it. And it's a self-contained one series and they just kind of wrapped it up and called it a day. But the way it was structured for so much of the show left you wanting more. Like I was looking forward to the next episode so much to go seven weeks in a row. Like can't wait for the next one to then it just kind of fizzle off to that's it without some type of like, whoa, that was an epic ending. It was a bit of a letdown. I mean, there were some cool things, I think, like. Like, I guess what I'll say about the last two episodes or let me, let's say the last episode, right? Because because the second to last episode is really the second to last episode is your typical like, here's what's actually been ha- ahead of the finale. Here's some answers sort of episode right. a little bit or at least one big answer, which is how did the hex come to be? Um, but like two things I liked about the finale, I mean, that that I thought were cool moments, at least were that you got you got her. You know, you got her real Scarlet Witch costume at the end, 
which looked pretty cool, I think. That was cool. I, I like really the costume. Really good MCU-style uh, costume. Like right. it, it looks a lot like Hawkeye's costume, um, but but looks really better. good. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I liked that... I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, it's like, I, I don't want everybody to come back. Like, you know, I, I don't think, you know, Tony Stark's not going to come back except in flashbacks and movies and stuff like that, right? And that's good. But I'm glad Vision isn't gone. Like, I'm glad that there is this white Vision out there who actually has Vision's memories. And I would assume is going to be part of something going forward at some point. He'll kind of return to the fray. And, and that he's like a normal, I mean, he looks different, but he's like actually Vision again. So mm-hmm. I liked that. I like, I very much I, liked I that development. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, talking about the finale specifically, like that was probably one of my favorite parts was the ship of Theseus discuss. Like that was a very, I, I got like major, like next generation data vibes from that conversation, <laughs> the, the way they were yeah. talking about it. Like it, it felt like something that would have been in the next generation. I, I, I hope, I hope there's something more there because they really rolled in and rolled out white vision very quickly. They did. Like he was basically there to keep, to keep head vision busy. busy. And then like, he's like, Oh, journey of self-discovery. I'm out of here. Right. And it's just like, all right. And he was around for, I don't know, 15 minutes of, basically. of the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. But he's, you know, he's, he's the only vision in town going forward and he's not evil. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so yeah, so I so I did like neutral. those parts of it. Lawful, he's lawful neutral. Lawful, yeah, yeah, definitely lawful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's talk about Pietro. Go Was for it. Was he I'm, there just for the boner joke? I mean. What? The end part was there for the boner joke. He could have, they could have made that name anything and they definitely made it Ralph Boner. <laughs> I mean, everybody went nuts. I mean, there was like articles written about like the $74 billion character dick, dick reveal joke. essentially. Right. <laughs> and then the grand scheme of things, was he just nobody? Yeah. I mean, that's the implication Yeah, is that he was just in the house that Agnes took over. Yeah. I mean, it was basically like, no, he's not the Quicksilver pulled from another universe. Like he is, it, it was basically an Easter egg, right? Like it was basically like, we're going to have right. like a fake person. Like we're going to have Agatha make a fake person to be Pietro and why not have it? Like, wouldn't it be funny as an Easter egg if we made it Evan Peters? See, that's the thing that, and, and okay. So the Evan Peters thing, like it, it bugs me because I feel like because they knew they were doling this out on a weekly schedule, they were like, we can generate a lot of buzz if we can get Evan Peters to play Quicksilver. Right. It fucking worked. Yeah, it did. It fucking worked, but it like you like you said, it went absolutely nowhere. So it like it just was like, you know, a three episode like hype machine. Um and like it kind of feels like that feels like the bad kind of fan service. Like I feel like I feel like I was punished as a fan of knowing who that was and recognizing that character because I felt like it was just there to like get me excited and then yeah well we're not going to do anything with like no 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 we're not doing anything with that like right we just wanted you to talk about it for a few right. weeks and well now, and, and, fuck and you he's nobody and, and the other thing that's a little weird about it is that it's like they obviously are going to do something with both the multiverse and the x-men at some point so it's like like I mean the next Doctor Strange movie is literally titled The Multiverse of Madness. So obviously, and and it co-stars Elizabeth Olsen. So like, clearly, like they're going to do the multiverse, you know, after 
now teasing it twice between Spider-Man Far From Home and this. Like right. they've, they've kind of like, you know, fake done a multiverse two times now. But they're obviously going to do a real one. So like why? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it That was a thing that made me feel a little like, eh, like really? Like it's, right. it's, and even if they bring him in later to be an alt, an to, alt to be version the alt, Quicksilver, yeah. like it will, it will, it will feel reactionary. Like even if it was their plan all along, now it'll feel like reactionary and like not like a grand plan. It'll feel like they did it because you know, like people basically were annoyed that 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 thing went nowhere. Right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the online chatter is is everyone's annoyed at this, and, or maybe it's just me, but like. In in retrospect, that does kind of bug me because I I kind of felt, you know, I kind of felt used. Yeah, I I do agree. One thing I will say I really liked, and I've seen this take on the internet as well, but like, but I I agree with it personally. Is that I did like personally, even if a lot of people were annoyed by it, I like that in the end, at the end of this show, the last episode was not about introducing the real bad guy all along or like getting Dr. Strange in there at the end for some big thing or like something like that. It was about Wanda and it was about vision, which I feel like is what it should have been. Like, it's like they were the two main characters and I feel like I appreciated that. It sort of kept the focus on the two of them. I mean, that's kind of what I would have wanted the most out of the show rather than using the last episode to entirely like springboard to something else, which to be fair is what I thought they were going to do. I did think the last that finale was going to be like more or less less of a finale and more of a setup for a lot of phase four stuff. And the, yeah. the post credit sequences did a little bit of setup, obviously, but like it, it wasn't nearly as much setup as I thought it was much more of a conclusion of the story that they had been telling through. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it wouldn't have bothered me because I feel like they could have taken out that like weird magic fight that didn't make a lot of sense anyway. Like, where she's like casting runes on the hex, and so Agatha can't use her magic, but she can still fly somehow. So I don't get how. And like, um, and like, I I guess she's just pretend like she's just like Wanda's just pretending to lose her power and and making Agatha think she's getting stronger. But I don't know. It was like it was weird and it didn't make a lot of sense. And um, like just trying to think about it too much, I guess is what they were going for. And it was just like a. Just a CG slugfest at the end, which that part of it I could have done without at the end because I, I felt like that went on a long time. No, I, I I agree. That was not my favorite part. I feel like, like I said, like the the setup going into that wasn't bad, and like the ship of Theseus stuff was really good, and then everything that happened after the fight I liked. Like like basically when they say goodbye to the kids and when they say goodbye to the, each other, I felt like that was yeah. that was much more of what the show had been up to that point. I would say in in a lot of ways. That I agree with. I, w- I will say one good thing about that fight at the end. I, I did like that they let Wanda do her um, Age of Ultron era like mind yeah, wiggles. Yeah, they brought it back. Yeah, they hadn't used it. What, what, what did he call it? The w- wiggly woos. Is that, yeah, is that what he called woos. it? Yeah, yeah. They they hadn't done that since then. So I was I was I was, I was like, oh, that's a good callback to that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. And and it was a nice little riff on it too, in terms of that it really doesn't work like like it kind of backfires on her um right. when when they go back to you know the Salem witch trials or whatever um but yeah i thought i thought that was that was pretty good um i did i did think at the very end she was going to collapse the hex down to the size of the house and keep the house yeah yes um, 
I I thought so too, but I mean, it made sense since, since the whole thing in the end was about like, there was a lot about the idea of like needing to like sort of let go or, or like be able to move forward a little bit. Yeah. But the question then becomes like, did she create those three people and then kill them? Like, because they seemed to have like agent, they weren't just, they weren't puppets, right? No, like they had, they, they had agency, which was, they had agency. So then she, I guess, murders them. <laughs> At the end of the episode, at the end of the series, right? I mean, I guess the point you can make is that, to some degree, is that she is obviously, as of you know, in in the last scene, she's obviously trying to get the kids back, bring 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 the kids back to life, or however she's going to do it. Basically, is that what she's trying? Do you think yeah, that's what she's? I think so. That wasn't my read of that of that scene. My read of that scene was she was like learning about her powers because that's what she said she was going to do. Right, but it's and then. In that moment, she, I think she hears the twins call out from a different universe. Could be. I mean, it could be from a different universe, but I think she's trying to get them back. Like, it, it could be an alternate version of them. Hmm, I, 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 I think she's definitely trying to get them back is, is my read on it. Um, and she doesn't need to get Vision back the same way because Vision, like, actually died. Like, Does she know White Vision's out there? I no. don't think she does. Not, not unless there was some point at which vision i mean there could be right like it would it right. would stand to reason that at some point in that little bit of time between the end of the fight and when they're back at home and say goodbye to each other that she said like so how did you beat him like what what happened like right like like and and he explained it he had the really good quote at the end there when he said um i've been a voice with no body a body but not human and now a memory made real he, and he basically fore, foreshadows like, yo, we're going to see each other. He, right. she, she even says it, right? He's like, well, we've said goodbye before. It stands to reason that we'll say hello again. Yeah. 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 He he gets a lot of great lines. I mean, like they, I, I feel like they, they write for Vision really well. Like they do. He's very yeah. quotable. Yeah. I think some of it is just that he can say those lines, like because of the character he is, he can say those lines in a way that other, like if somebody else said it, it would be like, what kind of weird corny it like you couldn't make it believable coming out of someone else's mouth but since he's a synthesoid like he can say it god did you think paul bettany had any idea what was in store when he came in for like two days to record to, to, voice to record over voiceover Fire for jarvis <laughs> yeah no there's been some articles where right before he got the call to be jarvis he had like a, two agents tell him like your career's over pack your bags and go home and to his credit, he was like, fuck you, actors get second and third chances all the time. But I think Jarvis was just supposed to be a little bit gig, you know? Sure. Yeah. I know. Like, I remembered watching, like, seeing some interview with him, like, way back in uh, 2015 when Age of Ultron came out, where he was, like, saying how thrilled he was when they told him that it's like, yeah, we wanted to, like, do the vision. And, like, you're, the, you're like, the voice. Of, like, you'll actually be on screen now. And he was like, oh, this is awesome. Like. So. Wait, you I always seen the liked him. Yet. I I loved him in um, a beautiful mind. He's he's always been really good. Yeah, I've I've always liked Paul Bettany too. I liked him in Master and Commander, the movie that we got into a huge fight about a long time ago in in on Podflix. Did I fight I, with you about that? No, Paul did. Okay, well, it wasn't like really a fight. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was you and I taking the side. I took the side that Master and Commander was the better movie, and you said Last Samurai was the better movie. I feel like oh, I've been vindicated. Why. You said Last Samurai too. I I know that I, I might have been against both of you then. 
because I, I clearly I have a, remember I have a hard time saying, imagining me standing up for Last Samurai, but I guess it's theoretically possible. You may have been standing up against Master and Commander. <laughs> that's like, a, I'm, that I'm that not, seems likely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure which which it might have been. But I should watch that movie again. Um, can we talk about Sword a little bit? Because we haven't talked about any of those yes, people. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was going to ask it a different way, but let's let's talk about Sword first, and then I'll get to another question. So, um, yeah, how do how do we want to? I mean, I, I I will take as much Kat Dennings in that role as I can get. Um, again, she she's another character who got no payoff in the last. She got one line in the last episode, and then her dis and then she her and then she was sort of explained like, like off screen. Yeah. yeah, it was a little it was a little like Poochie <laughs> Poochie died on the way back to his own planet. Although you yeah, know, he'll she'll obviously be somewhere else. But well, she's in the um, she's in the next Thor movie, so no, that makes sense. So we'll see her in that. So yeah. I, it could have just been a scheduling issue, but I was I was really happy to see her. Um, love Jimmy Woo, <laughs> um, so good. Um, um, love Monica Rambo, awesome. Um, I'm glad they did a little explaining there because I had no context. I was like, who is this person? Like the name sounds familiar, right? And then they showed her flashback. I was like, oh, okay, now I know who she is. Right, right, exactly. Uh, um, but Hayward did not land for me. He was very weirdly written. Very, very weirdly, written. very weirdly written. Like, like, like. From episode to episode, like it was like fine in terms of just like, oh, he's the bad guy or like, oh, he's hiding something, that kind of thing. But when you take it all as a whole as to like, what was his overarching plan? It is weird. It is like so his overarching plan was to bring the vision back to life. And what? Like and and but like, like even if like, he had no reason to like somebody pointed out he, he had no reason to lie about any of this stuff like he could say he reactivated this powerful weapon and then destroyed this like person who was doing terrorism and like right. he would have been a hero like he didn't have to hide anything he was doing basically I I guess the only reason I could think that he would need to hide it would be that I mean the the post credits scene of Spider Man Far From Home first one the second one, i can't remember which one the nick fury one like basically i think is establishing right that nick fury has helped to to create sword i mean this is like that is also sword mm-hmm. and so maybe there's an idea that he needed to keep it from him because nick fury would not be happy at that whole idea yeah i don't know he he in a lot of ways he also seemed like a character from a different show i agree i yeah. I, I very much agree he seemed like a character from like a very hackneyed like like I, I I don't know like I um, any show I say it'll like sound like I hate that show and I don't but like he felt like he'd be someone like who would be like a middling like not even the main villain but like one of the villains on like 24 on like a season of 24 he'd be like one of the guys kind of yeah or or like the or like he'd be like the big bad in like a 90s era sci-fi show right like he kind of looked like, like that too <laughs> he did kind of look yeah 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 I I agree I I feel like I did not understand his character very much at all. And, and yeah, it was just kind of meh. Yeah, I agree. Um, but everyone, like I said, everybody else I thought was uniformly really good. Um, what was Rambo's character's first name? Monica. Monica. She was good. She, she was, was very good. Yeah. She and was we'll very see good. her more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a superhero. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be big in the, um, they're making that secret wars TV show. I'm sure she'll be big in that. Yeah, yeah. Secret Invasion, I think, is what it's actually. Is that the yeah. one it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah. Because they're basically setting her up to be with Nick Fury. I And she'll, I assume, be in, be in Captain Marvel 2 as well. Yeah, I, I did really like, though, I, I I wish we'd get more of it. I did really like like when the three of them were working together. 
like the the, the yes the, the like like jimmy the, woo jimmy darcy yeah uh, jimmy woo's, it was like jimmy woo's scooby gang basically <laughs> yeah they, they they the three of them were like they were all very different and played off each other in really fun ways yeah, i i agree i really liked them um yeah a lot of the secondary people also like we started talking about the uh about the neighbors as well and like some of the like the westview residents and like some of the other people who we like you kind of wished you had seen all that and and i feel like they were all done very very well like i, I think they they all did a very good job and i i agree with what you said Paul, about kind of wishing there was more or maybe it was willie but basically wishing there was more herb yeah, like than, than, than there had been in the beginning i also really liked phil the, the like the long-faced guy with the mustache the guy that we oh was, yeah yeah I felt like like he's another one who I like, even though he was mostly comic relief. I just kind of liked him very much in the, in in that role and like seeing him. Like he felt like, like he especially I think felt like a guy who would have been in those old sitcoms as like you know as as a, like some coworker or something like that. Uh, basically, I have a secondary character question: How can the kids go from pregnant to ten years old and then just kind of stop at ten years old? I think it's mainly because it's what the that is what Wanda wanted in her head. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's a question, right? Like who? How did they age up? It's it's a little hard to tell because she seems very surprised both times that they age up. Like she does not necessarily seem like it's what she wanted. I mean, it's possible that subconsciously she did it. Did Agatha but, do it with some spell or some shit? I don't know. Like, I don't even know if that's possible either. Like that, that's what I was going to say, but I and don't also, really like, know. How did they get there in the first place? It seems she's doing mind control with other people, but these were not humans that were in that unless she kidnapped that, those babies from other people. No, she like definitely they, created they, them. Like, like, like they're definitely not. So they're not real people that she's controlling. So right. they're just like figments of her imagination. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, that she's she, manifested they, in this reality. Right. The, the way that she did with Vision, basically. Um, she, she basically created them. But I don't know. Like, there is a lot that, like... It's kind of crazy. Yeah. When you think about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it... I just it, manifested in my brain my husband and two children. Yeah, that's... yeah. Well, I, I feel like those things really lend credence to what, um, what Agatha says towards the end about just how powerful she is. And and like what a sort of almost singular being she is, uh, in a lot of ways, which um, you know, which which is uh, which I'm glad about. I I I I like the idea personally that, and I know we already kind of talked about this, but I like the idea personally that um, Wanda is going to be very very important. It seems to this next phase of the MCU. I really think she's the bad guy. I mean, some maybe not even such the bad guy, but I think she's going to try and bring her kids back or whatevs. And Dr. Strange's going to be like, yo, 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 don't fuck around with other dimensions. I, mean, I can see her as the bad guy who needs to be rescued kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hope she's not actually the bad guy. That would make me that would disappoint me in, in a way, because I feel like I'm not a huge fan. Like, I'm fine. Like, I I felt like they did a very like sympathetic look at like how trauma could drive someone kind of not insane, but like definitely like 
not to be quite in their right mind for a while right. and, and like to, do to some, some irrationality. Yeah. Right. Right. But like, I wouldn't want, like, there's a, there's a bad trope kind of, of like the, the unstable woman who like, you know, like, like that, I, I don't want them to go that route with her that it's like, she just turns into an out and out bad guy because she like, can't control her powers kind of thing. Don't know how they top Thanos as a bad guy. Unless they get somebody more powerful than Thanos. And she is now more powerful than Thanos. Yeah. I mean, they have a couple. I mean, they, they have at least one person coming along in, in a later movie I, that I know of who seems like they would be a pretty good, bad, big, big bad being Kang the Conqueror um, coming in, in the Ant-Man movie, I think. Weird movie for them to introduce him in. But I believe that's the one where where he's going to come like he like he's kind of in the comics as big as Thanos in his own way like he mm. impacts a lot of stuff so he could be one or there could be other things but like at the very least I, I do agree with you that it's like at least for the next few movies it feels like um like Scarlet Witch is going to be I mean they've explicitly she's said to be the key more or less for the Doctor Strange movie and the next Spider-Man movie right I think I think mm. she's has some kind of effect on both of those and both of which seem like they're going to involve the multiverse in some way. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I still think she's just the tool that they're going to get the X-Men in with. I think, I think you're right. Personally that, yeah. Um, among other things, I, I think it's also how they'll get the multiverse going overall because they, you know, they also had the, the ad, like the Nexus ad, right. Which, which kind of hints at that the, the, uh, the, the, the ad for the, uh, medication, where it's, it's called Nexus, which yeah. should we talk about those ads? <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about those ads. I I feel like I was bad at those ads because <laughs> I feel like they were Easter egg gold, and I missed a lot of it. Personally. I mean, they they were different things, right? Like some of them were just like like there were there were the three or four that were like kind of just hearkening back to different points in her life, like the Stark one. The Strucker, uh, uh, watch, watch, yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure. Like, was the Hydra soak just like another one like that? I like couldn't tell if that was anything else or not, or if it was know. just like another allusion to Hydra. Um, and then the the Lagos, the 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 like uh, paper towel ad, uh, basically, which which was I love the like the tagline was like very like on the nose but it was still really funny the for for when you made a mess but you didn't mean to <laughs> right oh yeah I <laughs> which, was, about that one. which was which was pretty hilarious i thought i just keep thinking about the yogurt one with the kid on the island that one was the one i think that was much more of the like it was a foreshadowing one right because it was basically talking about what was really happening in the hex that that like that was agatha right like like because she specifically says the shark in, in the ad, I think specifically says something to the degree of like, is like hungry. I used to be hungry. And it's like, well, what do you do? He's like, he's like, I, I snacked on your magic, which is basically <laughs> <laughs> basically like, weird. Yeah. Like basically specifically says that like, I'm getting stronger from your magic more or less. I think if you went back and watched them now, which you could probably find them all on YouTube, you, you might pick up more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's probably true. What, is this a show that you guys think you would re rewatch? Yeah, it's quick enough that I could. I'm like I th I think I would. I mean, I've rewatched most of the Marvel movies. 
And and yeah, yeah. And this obviously isn't just like a movie put into TV form, but it's not just a TV show either. It's like somewhere in between, right? Yeah, I'd be curious. I mean, I I, I would imagine there's a lot of stuff to pick up, which would kind of make me want to do it. But like, also, the ride was so much part of the experience here, and like once once that's gone, I don't know how much there is to hold on to. Yeah, I agree. The, the the week by week, like set it set it up with a lot of the mystery in between episodes, and without that, it would feel a little weird in certain ways. That being said, I do feel like there are good scenes that I would still like. For instance, like the first episode is practically nothing but a but but a sitcom episode just to kind of set up the world you're in, and mm-hmm. yet I feel like I would still watch that dinner ep- scene in that because I feel like it did such a good job after like just like this normal like setting up like 15 minutes of like normal sitcom normal like dick van dyke show sitcom it is so unsettling like that 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 scene as like just an entree like not even him choking it like the thing that's the most unsettling is um is the wife looking at her and saying like stop stop like like over and over with that smile on her face yeah it's it's it's, yeah just terrifically unsettling um, and then, you know, the same thing, like they did a really good job. I, I think uh, some people definitely felt like it was like too little at a time, but I, I very much disagree. Like, I felt like you needed those first couple episodes to be slow to get you into like, like everything can't just be weird all at once. Like it has to be like, you have to be like, wow, this is like, like, what is this world? Like, why is it this way? And then there's just enough wrongness to like, you know, and, and that wrongness picks up a little more and more. And, you know, the, like same thing. Second episode is like mostly normal. And then there are like two major parts, like the part where she hears Jimmy Woo's voice coming out of the radio. I guess three parts. There's that. There's the drone that turns into the helicopter. And then there's the uh, the beekeeper at the end and and the rewind, mm-hmm. which which yeah, which all of which I felt like were just really well done. Like I I, I feel like as much as I liked the payoffs that started happening, like later in the show, there's like I have a real soft spot, I think, for those first three episodes where like it's just like a little bit like like just a little bit off and like a little more off. And, you know, and it's it's like kind of building. So. um, I guess like one one more thing we could talk about, I mean, there are a couple things probably, but one, one more thing we could talk about is um how you think this fits overall. Like, I, I guess I'll, I'll just start, but like rather than ask a question, I'll, I'll just say kind of what I'm thinking is that in retrospect, this felt like a weird show to start their entire TV thing with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't supposed to be the one they started with though. What was supposed to be the one that was, it was Falcon and the winter soldier, right? They were supposed yeah, to start, which, that got pushed. which, which feels like a much more, normal one to start with because it's yeah. much more straightforward i think yeah um, i think so too yeah and and like tells a story that like whereas wandavision tells a story that you didn't really know that you were asking for like that is actually going to tell a story that you are asking for because it's explicitly set up by what happens at the event end of avengers endgame is like this idea that it's like okay so sam wilson's going to be the new captain i guess and then right and then we kind of find out what goes on with that but um but it's interesting because it's like on the one hand, like 
it was a terrific start, I think, overall to like what they're going to do. Like, you know, I, I can't, you know, they're probably not all going to be like this, but this was a pretty great one to start with. And then at the same time, I wonder if it's, you know, setting the bar kind of high and, and we'll kind of see what happens from here. I mean, you know, let's let's be honest, like I, I have a lot of I personally have a lot of faith in the people, the people at Marvel to do at the least a credible job like they, you know, as, I think we've said this before, but it's like the one thing I'll say about the MCU, which I like a lot. I know, other, you know, other people may differ slightly, but it's like they have a very high floor. Like they they don't really make bad things like the worst things I can think of that they've made were like really early on. And it's like, I feel like once they really like figured shit out, like they really, I, in my opinion, haven't made a bad movie. Like there have been movies where that have just been like, well, that wasn't one of their best, but like, I don't know that I've, you know, we've seen bad superhero movies in our time. Very bad mm, superhero Iron, movies. And Marvel Iron doesn't Man make two is, Iron Man 2 is pretty bad. Well, that, that that's what I'm saying. Like Incredible Hulk, no, that Iron movie's, Man. That movie's better than you thought it was. Right. All, all of these movies kind of are, but like, you know, I, I would say like Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor The Dark World are like not great, but like they're not bad. And those were all pretty early on. Like Thor The Dark World, I think is 2014, maybe 2013. And like since then, I don't think they've made anything that's as bad as those three. Like there are ones I like more than others and like that they're not all amazing, but like I don't. Is... Sorry. I was just gonna say it is crazy to think how pivotal Tony Stark is to the first, whatever we call this, the first three phases of the MCU to think that his first two movies were before Avengers. Yep. And then Iron Man three was the, the next, next movie, movie after. Yeah. And then that was it. There's no more solo Iron Man movies. Right. Um, so those all those movies came in really early. Um, I don't know. I don't think Iron Man two is that bad. I think the first Thor is pretty terrible. The first two Thors, I think, are both pretty terrible. I don't mind the. I mean, the first the first Thor is not great, but it, I don't think it's. Yeah. yeah. But you said you know Nish, you said like setting the bar high, and I think there's different ways that you could you can take that. One of the things I think they will continue to meet is, and I think and I think WandaVision makes it pretty clear is there is no difference to Disney when it comes to production between movies and TV shows. Yes. And that is a great thought. Like I I'm, I'm really like, and it, while it feels more obvious for these first couple of shows, like it's like, because you know, like these all have existing characters, right? Like it's like we, we have, you know, we knew Wanda, we knew vision, we know Falcon and Bucky and we know Loki. And like, those are the first three shows coming out, but like there are going to be shows that are coming out. Like they're, they're going to make like She-Hulk and Moon Knight and like these other Miss Miss Marvel and like these other things where it's like, they're literally people we've never seen before. There may be some entry, you know, like, you know, I'm sure Mark Ruffalo will show up in She-Hulk and like that kind of thing. But like still like it, that's exciting because it feels like it's like, oh, it's not just going to be this weird TV show. Like it's going to be a movie style, like in terms of production values and and in terms of attention paid to like, you know, where this fits in and everything. And that yeah, I mean, yeah. Moon Knight's going to have Oscar Isaac. In it, right. Like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I feel like that is a very exciting thing. Like, you know, you look at the sheer volume of stuff that they have lined up. Not all of them have dates, but they have a lot of stuff lined up between this and the movies. And like, you have to feel like at some point something is going like nothing can last this long. Something is going to give like they're, you know, they're, they're, they may get oversaturated at some point, but like, so far, so good. You know, they're, they're you have really... to think about it from either an actor or director POV here, which is um, 
They should be able to get very talented people consistently. As long as they're not trying a- to get Marty Scorsese. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if if you're an actor, like the woman who played Kathleen Rambo, like, ah, I got to be in a couple episodes of this show, but then from there, I might get some big paychecks to be in movies and shit, right? Like, yes. It, it, same thing if you're a director, right? Like, Favreau is a good director, but like, if there's ever movies for Mandalorian, like, good shot, he's the director for that thing. Yeah. No, and, and they also have gotten people or are getting people that like aren't necessarily big people. Like for instance, they got, um, you know, the next, if I, if I remember the order, right, right. The next movie that's going to come out is black widow, which was supposed to come out last year. But then after that, the next movie after that, I believe is, is Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings or whatever it is. Um, no, isn't it Spider-Man? Oh, you no, I thought Spider-Man's in, in December. I, I believe it's, we can look this up. No, I don't but know. I, I, yeah. yeah, we can look this up. But I believe it is um, Black Widow in May, Shang-Chi in um, July, Eternals in November, and Spider-Man in December, I believe is the That's order for this year. Yeah, four Holy movies. Crap. Four movies this year, and then like four, uh, like six or seven TV shows, I believe. Whoa, that's a lot of, yeah, you're right. There's no way they can put out it's, all that content and not have a dud. Right, it's it's a lot. I mean, granted, it's probably somewhat a lot because like some of this stuff maybe was, a, you know, Falcon the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out last year. Black Widow was supposed to come out last year. Like, you know, stuff's been kind of backloaded a little bit. So they have and a then lot they of have, And then they have four movies for next year. Yeah. They have Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2. And those are big. Like, not saying that, like, Shang-Chi and Eternals aren't, but, like, those are kind of new introductions. These are all continuations of, you know, right. big popular movies. Right, right. But the, but the point I was going to make about Shang-Chi is that it's being directed by Chloe Zhao, who is not someone I had necessarily heard of, but she just won Best Director at the Golden Globes for Nomadland, which also mm-hmm. won Best Picture. So it's like, you, you know, so, it's like, they get big people, like you said, or, or people who are up and coming, like, who are going to be big people. I forgot about both of those movies. I haven't. I feel like I haven't heard anything about either one of them. About uh, Shang Chi and Eternals. Yeah, yeah. I've heard more about Eternals just because it has kind of a ridiculous cast. Um, ridiculous in the in the way that it you know it has like Angelina Jolie in it, and then also that it has like ridiculous in the way that it also has like Kumail Nanjiani in, it in like a major role, <laughs> and he's like ripped. <laughs> so, yeah, all like yeah, that'll be interesting. It like. On the one hand, like I don't possibly like seeing the log line for that movie, like I can't possibly figure out how that fits into everything else. And it's like this feels weird. On the other hand, like I felt that way about Guardians of the Galaxy and that worked out pretty well. So um, I think that the thing that's going to be interesting here is I think they're getting. They're, they're, they're taking another step into like more obscure people like. I mean, I was not the biggest Marvel fan growing up, but I knew who, you know, I mean, obviously the Hulk has a big influence of pop culture, but like I knew Iron Man and Thor and like I knew who all the original Avengers were. Right. And now we're getting people like that I've never heard of. Like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. I never heard of them. I don't know thing one about them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, no, even, even even in this show, like it's like I knew Scarlet Witch. I knew Vision, obviously, from from before, like when they were introduced. I I did not know who Agatha Harkness was. Like I had to look it up and figure out. I didn't, like, I didn't, I I didn't know it well enough. Was. And like she's like the major you know villain of this of of right. this entire show. And I didn't know who she was. 
So, I mean, that'll be an interesting challenge for them as the, as the heroes get more, they're mining deeper into the minds of comic books. Yeah. And we'll see, you know, what they come out with. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will be very, yeah, very interesting to see how this all fits together because there's a lot of different things like coming out and coming together. So, but let's go ahead, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about related to WandaVision, let's go ahead and uh, slap some grades on this. The, First, maybe only season of WandaVision. Maybe it's a series. Maybe it's a limited series. Who knows? I do. I do just want to say that the they you know they had the Frozen writing duo write all the theme songs for each episode, and they were amazing. They Every were single one of them they was were awesome, incredible. And and one of yeah. the things I really like, there's a you guys might have seen this. There was a video, a YouTube video that broke this down, is how they used the WandaVision motif through all of the the WandaVision. Like that, those those mm-hmm. notes they use in like every single like you can hear it in every single theme. It's being used in the background, and it's the theme of the Agatha Long Song as well. Like it's it's the that's awesome. It's, it's like the background, like you know, like that. That's basically like a riff on the monsters, and it's like the background thing of it the whole <laughs> the, the whole time. But yeah, those those songs are awesome. Like I would I would not mind having them like basically like having a playlist of that to like. Sing along to. I did, which which one was your favorite? I mean, I have two basically. I mean, the easy answer is the Agatha the Long Song because everybody loves that yeah. song. Let's, it's, let's tell, it's tell, really good. Yeah, t- tell you what, let's put that one aside because that's obviously like that. Yeah, that's like its own thing. Um, I don't know. Probably, I really like the 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 Office Malcolm in the Middle one. There are two different um, ones. There's the Malcolm in the Middle one and the Office one. The, they're separate, right? Because Malcolm I, in the, the Middle first, one is like the punk one, kind of, where they're all running around like, like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, then, the more Officey one, which yeah. I guess I don't, I don't really know the theme song to the Office because I don't watch that show. <laughs> uh, but that one, yeah. uh, that one, I, I really liked. Yeah, the one I really, the, what, what I actually really liked about that one more than the theme even was the visuals, which is how like. In, in that part of the show, right, like what vision is left, he's with Darcy and all that. And it's like just her like that's the episode where she's more or less in a big funk and is right. like, yeah. And in the theme song for that episode, the visuals, it's like it's all Wanda. Like it's like showing Wanda, Wanda, Wanda everywhere. And at the very end, they just bring in vision. It's a Wanda vision. Yeah. It's like there's no vision anywhere in the entire opening credits, which I thought was kind of fun. Like, I really like how they did those little touches uh, overall. I really I mean because we grew up with this, I felt like the eighties theme was so spot on of like, Mm. like, and how the visuals were basically like the meld of like the family tie, like painting the family painting and the growing pains, like childhood photos getting older and the childhood vision photos were awesome. (laughs) I was wondering, I, 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 when that came up, I was wondering if they were going to do like, were they going to show like, Jarvis somehow and like show the mind like show him like the actual vision like right, backstory right. or but the like the little baby vision yeah the little baby funny. vision was just hilarious so yeah that, that that one was probably my favorite and I also really liked the Brady Bunch or I, I guess it was more of a Partridge Family uh, 70s uh, theme as well but yeah yeah all really good good stuff all right so. Let's put some grades on this. Uh, Willie, why don't we start with you? I thought about this a lot today. Um, 
because I think the first six episodes for me were a five out of five. And then I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about the last episodes, but overall, like I genuinely looked forward to this show every single week going into it. And I don't think I really ever lost left disappointed. I just felt like a little uh, unfinished or maybe too well finished, I guess, like too, a little too manufactured after the end. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. All right. I will go back and rewatch it. I reserve the right for that number to go up or down by probably a half a grade in either direction. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go next. Then we'll finish with Paul. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm wavering between a four and a four and a half. I think I'll stick with four. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like this. I feel like it was like, could it technically have been more ambitious? Like, yes, but not considering that it's also trying to be basically the continuation of like the biggest like franchise in the world. Like, the you know, and I felt like it was impressive how weird they were able to make it. And and. Yeah, I, I was just imp- I was impressed with that and I was impressed with like the whole production, like like just how kind of far they went with a lot of the stuff with the TV shows and things that they were trying to do. Um, and, you know, and then when you add in the acting and really the acting of like the three leads was just top notch. Like, I, I think they did a great job in and out, like on one level, like I don't really give a shit about who gets nominated for what, for like an Emmy or whatever, because it's like, you know, they only have so many nominees and nowadays, like there's so much good stuff on television because of what television has become when you add in like all streaming services and all that, that like good things aren't going to, aren't always going to get nominated, but I really hope that somebody does. I would say, especially Catherine Hahn and Elizabeth Olsen as good as Paul Bettany was. I feel like Catherine Hahn was just, you know, as we said, like kind of a revelation and revelation. Like we knew she was a good actress, but like revelation in this in this part. And Elizabeth Olsen just had so much that she had to do, and and did it so well. So yeah, I I really like this show. Um, I'm even though I know that the other Disney Plus shows are going to be their own thing and be very different from this one in a lot of ways it still makes me like look forward even more to seeing the rest of the shows as they come out, which is good. I'm sure it's what Marvel wanted. All right, Paul. I am with you guys. I am also a four out of five, although for different reasons. <laughs> um, I, I, I obviously liked it quite a bit, but yeah, the whole Evan Peters thing stuck in me a little bit. And I think, you know, the, I think the the flash the, the episode eight the flashback episode I think was probably the biggest miss you know the first half of it I didn't really like um, and I felt like it gave us it gave us two scenes the first two scenes the the, the Salem scene which goes on way too long absolutely and basically teaches us very little uh, in that amount of time and then the initial like bombing scene. Also, like, it's pretty long and, like, its only point is to establish that she watched American TV as a kid. Um, and, again, it's, like, pretty long. Um, and I actually think that scene works better 
told like uh, of her explaining it and like that the trauma then seeing it it's like one of those things it's like ah seeing it kind of takes away the the luster of it a little bit so or like not the luster but like the power of that scene um and then and then the episode nine fight 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 was too long um but other than that like i i liked it like i said i had pretty high expectations going into it they were for the by and large they were met um you know i'm curious what they're going to do with the character from here um both characters um i don't think there's going to be a season two of this um there may be another series that we see the vision in um but it won't be this it won't be like wandavision season two i don't think um i think this is its own thing and i think it should be its own thing yeah i i second that uh paul i i, I hope that they don't return for another like season proper of WandaVision. If it's some kind of weird modified thing that, like you said, like the two of them, I'm sure will interact at some point in the future, but it doesn't need to be in their own TV show from this point forward. It did occur to me, by the way, like we were talking about like consequences, like I would have to imagine that the vision will not look fondly, even, even like, taking in totality what she did and even knowing that it was out of his, her grief for him, it doesn't seem like something he'd be down with all that much, especially if she like, isn't, you know, if, if she kind of goes the way that Willie was saying and sort of like gets like way into the magic and all that for a while, kind of as, as a way of coping to some degree. Like, God, I just realized, are they going to do like the whole, you remember the Buffy arc where like Willow was like addicted to magic and, and like, I'm sure they won't do it in that way. (laughs) Not in that way, but like I steer clear of all that. Yeah. Like that's all, that's all not great. Yeah. (laughs) They should not do anything, anything like that. Yeah. Where like the magic's too much for her or something like that. Like they don't, they don't need to do that. Right. I, I agree with that. All right. WandaVision. So, so we get a week off from Disney and then, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts on uh, March nineteenth, I believe. Sh- yeah, shorter, shorter series, six six episodes, I believe, if I remember hearing that correctly. Feels like know. those are going to be um, bigger budget episodes. Well, there's going to be a more action certainly in them, just because yeah. of the nature of what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's going to be a yeah, lot. I think it'll be very, it'll be very straightforward. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we can let, let's let's talk for a couple minutes about that before we finish, uh, just because I'm probably going to guess we're probably not going to do an episode about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so although we might do a mini flicks or some a mini thing where we talk about it or something like that. But like, what are your thoughts going into this? We obviously expect it to be a lot more straightforward. Like, Paul, what do you what do you what are you thinking as as we get prepped for that? I- I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking of it like not being a little bit boring, honestly. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I think the two of them are really good together. They have, like, obviously they have really good, interesting chemistry. Um, and, but I, I'm just wondering what the story is going to be. Like, I, 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 I realize there's going to be a lot of, like, Sam um, struggling with, you know, the responsibility of the shield and all that. But I mean, what's like the plot going? To, I know Zemo's going to be in it. Um, U.S. agent is in it. Yeah, I just 
Yeah, I, I struggle to think, like, especially after this, like, I, I see now why they would have done it the other way. Like, that that would have been a good ease into TV. Like, it eases you right kind of out of um, Endgame, like, into into the TV world. But, like, now I want something... I don't want I don't want one division again. Don't get me wrong. No, but I want the TV sh- shows to be weirder, different yeah. than the movies. Do it, or, uh, at least different. Yeah, right? yeah, different than the movies. I don't want to, I don't want this to feel by, by, like by, by weirder. I mean a little more experimental. Is it like yeah? Not, I don't want this yeah. to feel like a Captain America movie without Captain America in it. And so far, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. So yeah, I I agree. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's something I'm not seeing, but no, I, they're holding back. Yeah, I I have the feeling very much like i think that was a really good way to put it i I think it will feel a little like a captain america movie without captain america that's kind of what i'm expecting um i don't think that's gonna be bad it's just like you said it's like potentially a little like like it's gonna be a lot more like you know what you're getting into than i think than definitely wandavision was and then i think loki will be either like the loki trailer looks suitably odd as well and there's a lot of questions with that one as well as as to like just what the hell is going on um, which intrigued me a lot more. Um, which I'm curious um, when it takes place because One Division takes place essentially three weeks after the end of Endgame, right? Right. So I'm curious about when. Maybe it's the same exact time um, that Falcon and the Winter Soldier take place. Mm-hmm. And um, I generally like the the backstory part of superheroes. Um, I really liked Iron Man. It's kind of like how he became Iron Man, right? right. And uh, um, it's a unique opportunity to tell backstory of how he becomes Captain America, right? But it's not backstory. It's it's actually happening. Too, it's happening in yeah, real time, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, We've I, never, I've never seen a show where somebody is like, "This is an established character as a different superhero," and now, right, we're going to watch that character transition to us superhero that we already know i also do like the idea i don't know if this is a spoiler or not not really i mean if if you know the story with u.s agent at all which is like in if you've seen the trailer for falcon and winter soldier it's that scene where it's like on a football field and there's like a guy who is dressed much like captain america kind of like running and everyone's like cheering for him like i like the idea that just because captain america has basically said that sam is going to be the next captain america doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the like you know, it's not like everyone's just like, well, I guess he's the next Captain America. Like, it's like there's very much like a, you know, the, the government has their own ideas of making someone else Captain America, uh, basically. And I, I do like like that at least gives some tension beyond like whatever Zemo is going to be doing for the show as as I guess the ostensible villain. I'm looking forward to it, though. I am. I could. Yeah, I could use a little, you know. Apple pie and vanilla ice cream once in a while yeah. from Marvel. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. My expectations are not as high as they are for WandaVision. But, you know, as I've said before, like, I don't think it's going to be bad because they don't really do bad things as, as far as I can see. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully this, that continues to be the case. <laughs> this it, it might be a show that I just let build up and then watch, and then the watch them all thing. at once. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, I definitely I don't think I'm going to like wait until it's all done but if i am late on a week i don't think i'm going to be like oh no like 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 i have to watch this in the in the next two days because everyone's going to be talking about what's going on and i don't want to be spoiled like i was for one is is the last shot of that of that series sam in the new captain america outfit 
That seems nah, obvious, that, but that, like that's a, that's episode three. That soon, you think? No, huh? I don't I think don't so. Think. I mean, the, I mean, I don't he, think it's episode three. In the last three, he's got a baddie to beat. No, I think they called it Falcon and the Winter Soldier for a reason. Me too. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it. He's not. Yeah, he's not Cap until the end. I think it's possible he's not even Cap at the end. Yeah, I think that. I think that is also possible. Yeah, that that's an Avengers right they, five. How many have been <laughs> five? Yeah. Um, I think it should be Bucky should be Captain America. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, he's super strong and shit. This guy, Sam, is just like a normal dude that has well, wings. I mean, that is the one thing that I think about when they think like Sam should be Captain America. He's like, yeah, but he's just a guy. Right. Like, he's a dude. He like, can't is, run is he, like Is he going to be a flying Captain America? <laughs> right. Is yeah. he going to have armor or something? How, like, did it, how did it work in the comics? Do you do, do we know? Like, all I know I is that no he, idea. all I know is that he was Captain America. I have no idea, like how that worked what they don't they don't have that for all the weapons whoever wields the shield shall have, <laughs> shall the, power have the power of captain, of captain america, america. <laughs> i don't know i i've never i i you know i never read any captain america comics so i don't know that's what the uh, the, the hawkeye show is going to be about uh clint giving his bow and <laughs> whoever wields this bow <laughs> has the power yeah. of hawkeye yeah they all work that way i think yeah they have never called him hawkeye in the movies right the the only thing i can think of is they call him the hawk when he's first introduced almost when he's first introduced and he calls his daughter hawkeye in the opening scene of endgame when when they're like practicing the target practice before she blips out i thought they did once um like tony says it or something because it stood out to me when it happened but i could i i could be wrong about that oh interesting like where like in like uh like in like Age of Ultron, or like yeah, in, like in, like, like Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. Somebody pointed out to me the other day. We like we just won't finish this episode. Somebody pointed out to me the uh, the other day, and I had never thought of this we, that Age of Ultron is the only uh, is the only movie where the Avengers are a team from start to finish, which I had never thought about. Where they're they're a, meaning where they're a complete unit the entire time. Like Avengers, oh. obviously, they only form into one at the end more or less and then you know in the two infinity war they're all completely broken up in different places like they don't even see each other like right. all of them and then obviously it's just a skeleton crew through most of endgame until everybody comes back so and you know well, and, and, I mean, and it is civil civil war has almost all the avengers in it but they're against each other so yeah it's funny to me when i when i did my rewatch that like civil war is not an Avengers movie, but like it is like, it's amazing that it's a captain America movie. Like it's the first movie black Panthers in. Yes. There might be, there might be more Tony Stark than Steve Rogers in that movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Captain America. I, movie. I, I always think of captain America civil war as a stealth Avengers movie. Like it's basically an Avengers movie and not a captain yeah. America movie. Like it has more captain America, like point of view than a normal Avengers movie would have, but that's about it. I mean, like you said, there's just as much Tony, if not more, in that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Tony in yeah, that movie. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. We'll really finish for real now. So <laughs> for our next episode, um, we are watching. I know something just as big. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just as I get capturing. Um, we, I care a lot. Yes. We are watching. I care a lot. Um, which is a 
I know almost nothing about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a movie, and it's on Netflix, correct? It's a 2020 movie released by Netflix. It's got Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage, essentially, are the two right. uh, stars with Diane... Weast. What's her name? Weist? Weast. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to talk to you guys about it rather than doing a mini flicks. All right. So that's what we got going. I care a lot. What a bad Sounds name like for a movie. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll find out the reason why it's called I you Care will. A Lot in the you movie. You will. Someone will care a lot. It's the closing line. She she turns <laughs> to the camera and says, I care a lot. And then it pans out and she's in the Captain America uniform. <laughs> <laughs> but she says it with a Terminator accent. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause. <laughs> I care a Man, lot. I care baby. a lot. <laughs> Every movie should end with with the last line should be should contain the title of the movie. One division. <laughs> this really was an infinity war. <laughs> oh boy.